from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Yesterday was C.J. Stroud's turn to show the world what he's capable of being at the NFL level. Today, the page turns, and now Bryce Young has the opportunity to do the same. With Carolina Panthers sending a contingency to both workouts, the question is, what are they looking to learn? And most importantly, who's looking to learn it? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. And Harry, none of this is easy. In my mind, in my overly analytical little pea brain, in my mind, I sit there and I think, you know what? If you're trading up to the first overall pick, you know who you're going to pick. You, you got to have an idea. You gave up a bunch to move up to the top. However, you've got to be certain and you got to be thorough. So if there's any question or if there's any decision still left to be made, these pro days can become incredibly important. Yesterday, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, many prospects working out today. The same thing. Many prospects working out at Alabama, not the least of which is Bryce Young. And I don't know what you're going to learn that will make you comfortable about a man's height when he's throwing against air. But that doesn't mean that every ounce of it won't be overanalyzed. Yeah, I just think when it comes to the Carolina Panthers and their organization and their owner, um, David Tepper and also his wife, they want to get to know these guys a little bit better, right? They want to sit them down, have conversations with them, not just a short conversation that you may have on a football field, but a conversation over dinner to see where their mind is and see, pick their, basically pick their brain a little bit. And I think rightfully so, because when you look at this organization over the years and how they have missed on the quarterback position, this is, this is a pivotal you know, decision within the Carolina Panthers and their franchise. Also, moving forward, you got a new head coach in Frank Wright. you got an offensive coordinator in Thomas Brown. You have people around there um, that want to succeed. Jim Caldwell, a guy who I thought should have a head coaching job at the moment. All these guys are involved within this organization, so, and they have elite experience. So they're going to be able also to, you know, to be in on this. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be David Tepper's uh, call, and he's going to make the decision. And rightfully so. He's the owner. He doesn't want things uh, to go sideways. And like I just mentioned, this is one of the most important things for the Carolina Panthers right now, the quarterback. Especially, I'm going to stress this every time we talk about these quarterbacks for the next month. you got to remember that nobody seems to agree on who number one is, which means number two becomes really important. Number three becomes really important because if you're you're the Colts organization, if the Raiders organization, uh, if you're the Seahawks organization, you might be looking around at this saying, well, I'm in love with insert guy here. So let's see who they take at number one because if the Panthers take C.J. Stroud at number one, but you are all in on Anthony Richardson, all that does is make you salivate and get a little bit more excited for number two, right? You know, so there's there's this moment of the entire league is looking for any any hints, any tea leaves, any tarot card readings on who the Colts might take because it, it can help them prepare for what could come next. To that end, I'm just going to peel back the fourth wall. Yesterday, we were talking about it on our group text. I mean, do you make anything of Josh McCown yesterday? Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Josh McCown, obviously, uh, <laughs> is, is, he's part of the staff there. Uh, so he's come to the Panthers, and they're all doing their shaking howdies at the end, and everybody's, you know, uh, everybody's doing the bro daps, and they're like, oh, can't wait to see you. And there was this little moment where C.J. Stroud was like, uh, you know, I'll beat you in horse. He's basically saying, let's let's hoop a little bit, right? And all of a sudden, the response from Josh McCown was, maybe when you move to Charlotte, we'll find a hoop. 
All right, so it wasn't if you moved to Charlotte. It wasn't if you, oh uh, you know, goodness. when you moved to Charlotte, maybe. It was maybe when you moved to Charlotte. Like, that's a very definitive statement. Like, maybe when you move to Charlotte, we'll find a hoop. Tells me Josh McCown thinks that C.J. Stroud is going to be the top overall pick. Check it off. Well, it's done on well, the list. I'm confused. Maybe and if isn't the same thing? Well, no, it's where the maybe goes. Like If I do it, maybe if I do it. Like, yeah, like well, because he's what he's saying is, when you move to Charlotte, like it's where the word maybe is. The statement is really when you move to Charlotte, we'll play. Maybe. Not as in like maybe on the Charlotte part, maybe as in like maybe I'll play you, right? See, that's a maybe if you move to Charlotte, we'll play. Suddenly says if you happen to be drafted. When he says maybe when you move to Charlotte, to me, when you move to Charlotte's the important thing. He told you right there, they're taking CJ Stroud. So so that's Josh McCown's first mistake as a coach, huh? Right, 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 right. You gotta oh, remember man. those cameras are right there. Everybody's they, got- they gotta be on them. They gotta be on them in those rooms. Like uh, probably on the plane going down. Listen, Josh, all right, you need to hold your words. In okay, there's cameras, there's microphones everywhere. Josh, just relax. But I, I don't think none of it. I think they're doing their due diligence with all these guys. And right now, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'll be torn between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young because both of these guys are elite talent. Or even if it's Anthony Richardson as well, because you've seen the numbers that he put up at the pro day. Also, he has the highest ceiling of all the quarterbacks in this draft. And I will also throw this because. I don't think Will Levis is in play for the number one overall pick, but we got to remember Thomas Brown is the offensive coordinator. And I understand Frank Wright is going to have his offense as the head coach, but we got to remember, you know, Will Levis played in this offense that Thomas Brown wants to run. So I don't know what's the dynamics of the offense and how it's going to be. Is it going to be half of Frank stuff, some of Thomas Brown stuff that he got from Sean McVay and the Shanahan's or whatnot? But Will Levis played in that offense in 2021 and 2022. That is something else to look at. There are two things that I'm going to be very clear about. Uh, Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz on ESPN Radio. Number one, uh, because we work together on the draft, I hope that not an ounce of this leaks until like right as the pick is in. Uh, so just so that everybody's glued to their TV to figure out which quarterback it's going to be first overall. Like I love that drama. Can I be honest with you for a second here, Harry? I'm going to tell you to the, God's honest truth. I'm so glad the Raiders didn't trade up for one because there is a ton of pressure now. If you're sitting yeah. at two. You, you'll always be able to look at your owner or your fan base and say, well, we really wanted the other guy. It's just he went first. <laughs> if, you're, if you're picking at three, you'll say, man, we really wanted the other two guys. We just, you know, we, we had to get a quarterback. You can couch all of it. Like, whatever the Raiders do on draft night, and I still think they're going to try and draft a quarterback, but if they draft a quarterback, I'll have such peace because it will be just uh, like, well, he was the only one available, so let's just see how it works. Like, I can't imagine right now the amount of pressure that is truly on Carolina, given the fact that it's not just one. All four of these guys are going to be judged together as a big lump in ways that even take it to an extreme because people are so torn on it. And I want to say this about Bryce Young because, you know, you have people out there questioning his size. Remember Bryce Young did play in the SEC, right? Who a lot of people looked at as being the premier lead in college football for the last, what, 20 years? So he did play in the SEC. Also, you got to remember – in 2021, he went against that Georgia defense twice. And in the SEC championship game, he carved them up left and right. Let's remember all the players on that Georgia defense that are now starters in the National Football League. He also went toe-to-toe this year and did everything that he could. I was at that Texas game. I was also at that Tennessee game. Bryce Young, man, and the way he plays the game instinctively. And what Robert Griffin III mentioned this morning, I think it was on Get Up. It was either Get Up or First Take, is that – Bryce Young 
already has a size deficiency. So he has to be a step or two steps ahead of everything on the football field, the quarterback position. And those are some of the things that I've seen on film from Bryce Young as well. Yeah, we can't speak out of both sides of our mouth when it comes to some of these prospects. prospects Like Jalen Carter, the football player, taking everything else off to the side. But Jalen Carter, the football player, is widely regarded to be the top overall prospect in this year's draft. He went up against Bryce Young. He hit Bryce Young, and Bryce Young somehow lived. Like, you know, this isn't new. You mentioned last year seven starters drafted off that Georgia defense. Seven guys all getting a shot to play in the NFL. Seven guys that will be playing now against somebody like Bryce Young. He took hits from him. He survived. I, I, I get the size issue because it just looks weird. And sometimes, no matter what, even when you know better, you still look at it from your eyes and you say, it just looks weird. But you do have to, to your point, consider the entire body of work. And when you put his body of work up, he wasn't playing at Wyoming. He wasn't playing in a Pac-12 school. He was getting knocked out by a bunch of SEC defenses, right? Like, that has well, to not, have some Well, not even that. You look at 2000. Well, on top of that, you look at 2022 last season his receiver core wasn't the best are y'all forgetting that his receiver core wasn't the best so Bryce Young made the best of the situation um, and he did everything that he could to give Alabama a chance to make the college football playoffs now they came up short but then you look at the year before and you look at you know the games on the line against Auburn and he leads them to a touchdown drive you look at the SEC championship game I believe it was the game against Arkansas when he threw for may have been like 500 plus in that game you have all you have the, the tape doesn't lie. The, the eye in the sky never lies. It would never tell you a story. So just go to the tape and look at Bryce Young and the intangibles that he has and what he brings to the game of football. Would you today, if you were the GM of the Panthers specifically, who would you take as a first pick? I'm going Bryce Young. I'm not taking anybody over Bryce Young. And I, I've said that numerous times too. So, and I can't say I'm a homer because I don't sit up here. And, I didn't go to the University of Alabama. No. But I just know what I've seen with my own eyes and up close and in person. I, and this is where my mind, my mind's telling me no. My mind's telling me <laughs> that absolutely you take Bryce Young. But there's just that little piece of me that's like, oh, but C.J. Stroud looks like a quarterback. What, do you, what, what the hell does that even mean? But I just there, there's just this moment, you know what I mean? Like I'm still very torn. I, I because I I feel I believe that Bryce Young is the better player. I just, mm, I keep thinking about Field Yates. And, you know, if Field Yates gave me the best film in the world, I still wouldn't, wouldn't want Field, Field to be my, my quarterback because he looks small. And I, that's just dumb. I'm willing to admit <laughs> that it makes no sense. It, this is the debate. Oh, so so, so you you the person that wouldn't give me hope growing up. So you yeah, the person correct, I, I, yeah. I would hate growing up. Yeah, well, you know, all I mean, the people that told me I was too small. Look, I, mm. if I ran an NFL team, I would stand there like a ride operator at Disney. And I'd have like a little thing. It's like, sorry, you got to walk up to this to play this position. If you are not this height, you may not. Wow. Ride this ride. There we go. You wow. know what? But you, you know, I might put you. And you're short yourself, but yeah. that's but, a hey, conversation hey, for another day. I am five nine and a half ish. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Coming up, if the Lakers found their new big two, it's not as crazy as you think. We'll tell you why next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Have you ever seen anyone more complete than Tarasov? One of the all-time greats in this league. Diana Tarasov's name is synonymous with basketball greatness at all levels. She began with three NCAA titles at UConn and turned that success into three WNBA championships and two finals MVPs. Tarasi for the record! Diana Tarasi pulling through in the clutch. No one in WNBA history has scored more than Tarasi. On the international stage, she led Team USA to five Olympic gold medals. 
Tarazi changed the game of women's basketball and in the process inspired the next generation to follow in her footsteps. Celebrating Women's History Month on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Union Pacific. Get your career on track with Union Pacific Railroad. Apply at up.jobs sports. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The Lakers win 122-111, Anthony Davis 27, D'Angelo Russell 26, Austin Reeves 25 points, and purple and gold streamers descend from the ceiling here in Crypto.com Arena. A big win for the Lakers last night over the Suns, ESPN Radio on the call, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. And look out, there's this thing happening. Now, let's be honest for a second. I'll throw myself under the bus, Harry. I've been <laughs> I've been a little cautious to say anything nice about the Lakers. I, I'll admit that. I'm I'm the old curmudgeon. I'm that like one of the old guys from the Muppets that's sitting there making fun of everything, no matter what the Lakers do. I'm like, it's not gonna matter because LeBron's not gonna be healthy. This is what I'm doing over and over and over again. But last <laughs> night, the Lakers get a big win over the Suns. In the process of getting a big win over the Suns, they get a dominating performance from Anthony Davis. That was very good. But they also get a dominating performance from one Austin Reeves. And now Ooh. suddenly we're looking around saying, wait a minute, have the Lakers actually found a special sauce? Now, Devin, I want to bring you in on this. Tell me why you play Ice Ice Baby. Tell me why you played that. Uh, because you guys were talking about on the break in relation to um, our boy Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves has been balling out for the Lakers. And when we had Kendra Perkins on uh, early, I think he hit the nail in the the coffin. I I really did. When you look at people like LeBron, you look at people like Anthony Davis, they trust Austin Reeves. I think also their head coach in Darvin Ham does as well. You talk about a guy who had to scratch and claw for everything that he has at this moment, and he's making the best of his opportunities. And I remember, Fitz, we had a caller, right? It had to be about a month ago. We had a caller, and he said something about Austin Reeves. I was like, man, I don't know about all that. Well, guess what, caller? I can't remember your name, but you were right. You were right about Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, is, along with Anthony Davis, is really keeping his team afloat. And I got to throw D'Angelo Russell into the mix as well because he had a solid night, 26.6 assists and was 9 for 13 from the field. But I think the play from Austin Reeves is, is really, really, really helping this team surge at the right time because they need wins at the moment. And I just got to give a shout-out to him. I got to give credit, credit where credit is due. I was supposed to come on here with some flowers today, ladies and gentlemen, but I forgot my flowers upstairs in the kitchen oh, oh. because I wanted to give Austin, Reeve, Austin Reeves his flowers well, uh, I, I, I of his play and the way he's been doing it. I, I'd ask you to go get the flowers, but in a house Harry size, that could take the full segment. It could take another yeah, I probably 20, wouldn't be back minutes. for 20 minutes. I mean, it's just got like <laughs> you got to get to the moving walkway. Then there's like a snack station midway through where you can get replenished on your fluids. because Well, the to elevator make, to come back down oh, yeah, takes – I mean, that's – Lowers the moat. Not to mention the fact that, like, uh, the ele- the person in the elevator sometimes gets chatty because Harry's not pressing those buttons. Like, oh, I got an elevator operator. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Uh, Austin Reeves might be able to after the run he's having. 25 points last night, 35 points in a win over Orlando on Sunday, uh, 16 uh, in the game before that, uh, a loss to Dallas, 24 before that against Houston. All of that to say it's just rising every. Every single week. And you talk about or 
every single game. You talk about efficiency, shot 60% from the floor last night, uh, 64% the night before, 63% the night before. Uh, this all comes down to spacing and shooting, something you've talked about a million times when it comes to the Lakers from day one, and that's making a huge difference because the spacing is giving more opportunity for Anthony Davis to be as dominant as he can be. This is what AD had to say at his press conference last night about Austin Reeves' performance. Playing well. Um, he's stepping up. Um, it's nothing new to us. We know the type of player he is. Uh, we know how, how great of a playmaker he is, and he's, show, he's showcasing it right now uh, when we need it most. You know, need to win games. Obviously, there's a must win for us. Um, try to put a string of wins together, and everyone's stepping up. D'Lo, Dennis, Vando, Bees, you know, um, you know, we're just trying to do it collectively and make sure that no matter what, no matter what happens, who scores, um, what the game is going, just find a way to get a win. Uh, just once, I want an athlete, when they're asked afterwards, to be like, I, hell if I know. Never seen that out of him out of practice. Never seen that out of him. Like, my God, I don't even trust him picking the flavor of Gatorade every night. But, boy, something was in it. Like, uh, I, I, It's funny to me how often you hear, hey, we're not surprised. We've seen this from all the time. But it's the right message from AD, and it speaks to confidence that is growing within the Lakers Ooh, organization. There you go. There you go. You just said the word because I think when it comes to Austin Reeves, it's the confidence. It's the confidence that he has in himself. It's the confidence that LeBron gives him, his head coach. It's the confidence that everyone on that roster gives him as a playmaker to go out, here, go out there and perform the way we've seen him performing lately. And that trickles down. That surges around everyone else. And if he plays with that confidence, that means the Lakers have a better chance of winning, especially with LeBron being out. Because Anthony Davis, remember when Anthony Davis, when LeBron got hurt, right? And we, we said it was time for, for, for AD to step up. Well, he's been stepping up. But it had to be other people, right? D'Angelo Russell was out at the time. So it had to be guys like, you know, Malik Beasley. It had to be an Austin Reeves. And then D'Angelo Russell came back, and he started performing at a high level. But now you have D'Angelo Russell and AD, but you still need more people. Austin Reeves continue to be that guy. And here we are with the Lakers right now sitting in the 10th seat, and they have a few games left. They got OKC, they got the Bulls twice, they got Minnesota, Houston, Utah twice, the Clippers and the Suns. They need to win, I would say, what, let me see, probably, what, 70% of those games? And they're, they're – and, and they'd be good. As tight as everything is, for, for anybody that hasn't been paying attention, the Warriors sit currently in the sixth seed. Uh, they are two games ahead of the Pelicans, who's currently sit in the 12th seed. There are that many. Two games separate seven teams from just trying to find a way to get into the playoffs. Now, you mentioned LeBron, uh, Darvin Ham, the coach of the Lakers, obviously constantly being asked, uh, but did give us an update on LeBron's injury at his press conference. This is what he said. He's, he's crossing his T's and dotting his I's, and then we're just going to wait for tomorrow. He gets reevaluated. So um, we'll have a clear picture once, once that happens. I am going to outright steal this analysis from Brian Windhorst this morning on Get Up, who made it clear that it is going to be a reevaluation. That is not an accidental word by Darvin Ham. There is not expectation from anyone that Wendy has talked to that he's actually going to be cleared. He's going to be reevaluated. Their hope is that through the imaging, they can see that now they can ramp up the rehab process and get him closer to playing. So an important uh, sort of line there, Harry, is, is all eyes are going to be on LeBron. We knew he'd be reevaluated. Then they'd make a decision. Well, if the decision was going to be based on still being in contention, they are. So we'll see how the organization handles Well, and I will say this. What's, what's in their favor is the schedule, right? And, and we just laid it out. They have a favorable schedule uh, that should allow them to make the playoffs, but you do have to go out there and play the game. Nobody's just going to lay down and let you win just because you're the Lakers. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. The Lakers trying to be a championship team. A championship team is about each player being a perfect 
fit. Same with your vehicle. So, for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There is literally no stopping one team right now. We'll tell you about them next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Touchdown, D.C. It's time for Fitz and Harry's XFL. (laughs) Team of the Week, D.C. Defenders. You might be asking yourself why this glorious music is playing. It's because my guy, Harry Douglas, it's going to be on Monday Night Football. Hear me out. It's XFL football, but it's still XFL football on Monday night, which thus makes it Monday Night Football. Feeling good about that. Uh, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You're going to be at the premier matchup of the week. The defenders, undefeated, taking on Houston, 4-1. Houston coming off their first loss. You'll be in D.C. this weekend uh, for Monday Night Football. So, you know, how's it feel to, to join the, the crew of the elite? I, like, now that – if you're on Monday Night Football, that means you're like a $20 million man. So, I, can, I, can I carry your, your luggage around for you? Like – well, as long as you have a golf cart to drive me around in, oh, okay. a, B- a Bentley golf cart though, it has to be a Bentley golf cart. Okay, can I find a random person named Bentley and have them sit in the golf cart with us? <laughs> it's Bentley's golf cart. That's about the only shot I got. That sounds on about right to me. Okay, that sounds that's, about that's right. That's probably fair. But, but I'm, I'm excited though. I'm excited because these two teams are clearly the best two teams uh, in 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 the XFL at the moment. Uh, last week, you know, you had the Houston Roughnecks get defeated by the Seattle Sea Dragons. That was their first loss on the season. The D.C. Defenders is the best team in the XFL right now. They're 5-0. and And both of these teams' defenses, man, you look at the, the Houston Roughnecks, they're number one in second a quarterback. They have two guys um, that are top two, one and two in second a quarterback. But then the second-place team in second a quarterback is the D.C. Defenders, led by that de- their defensive coordinator, Greg Williams. So it's going to be a, 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 a good matchup. Now, offensively, these two teams are very, very different. You, you, you look at D.C. and their rushing attack with their two quarterbacks and Abrams, Abram Smith and also Raquel Armstead, along with the quarterbacks rushing the football, too. They do things differently from, from Houston. Houston is a passing team, right? Brandon Silvers has done a phenomenal job for that team this season, gets the ball out quick. The thing about Houston that's going to be dynamic in this game is that they lost their number one receiver, John Trey Kirkland, who is an outstanding player in my eyes. And I thought a guy that was going to play in the National Football League after this season, but he he got injured. He's out for the year, so now they're going to have other guys. Justin Smith, those guys are going to have to step up tremendously. Um, Travell Harris, they're going to they're going to have to really really step their game up at the wide receiver position because when he went out against Seattle, things kind of went downhill. So looking for looking forward to their offensive coordinator AJ Smith seeing what he can do receiver wise with these guys and see if he could drop some more plays. Yeah, you mentioned John T. Kirkland, and I will stress this: I I, I don't think the journey is anywhere near done for him. Uh, no. When your team this summer signs John T. Kirkland, it's going to be a huge story from somebody because he was dominant while he was playing in the XFL. Now injured, uh, he is somebody that I think can absolutely come in and make a difference. And for anyone that that doesn't know his story, he was part of. Obviously, an incredibly famous LSU wide receiver draft room with a bunch of superstars. 
dollars. Uh, he hadn't yet found his opportunity to play in the league. Uh, I think he's answered all the questions. It, this is a key moment. I, I know this is sort of in the weeds for a lot of people, but uh, this injury is uh, because it's for the rest of the year is really significant for the XFL because one thing that players are looking at when they think of playing is what's the healthcare like, what's the rehab system like, how are they taking care of you, what kind of risk are you taking by playing. So this is a huge moment for the league to show everybody that's playing in the league and everybody that might play in the league moving forward, hey, we know that this kid has a chance to make it to the NFL. How are we going to treat this and what are we going to do to make sure that it's treated the best possible way so that people can have confidence that I'm not losing NFL opportunity by coming to the XFL. I think the minute I saw this injury, Harry, the first thing I thought was how they handle this will matter for the future of the league. Well, I would say that's that's one of the things that, you know, Dwayne Johnson, who who's uh, one of the owners, also Danny Garcia, who is one of the owners, along with the chairwoman of the XFL. This is why they have, you know, everyone down in Arlington, you know, training and practicing so everyone can get the same care when it comes to injuries and training wise and I thought it was very pivotal because it's a brilliant idea until they really get to you know where they want to be they want everyone to be in the same area getting the same treatment and training uh, because so one team doesn't have better you know you know trainers and facilities mm-hmm. than, than, than the other teams and I thought it was a brilliant idea so far it, it's been working really really well a lot of positivity from a lot of the players in those regards when it comes to that you can watch Harry on Monday nights, obviously, for the game. You can check out XFL Today on Sunday. I'll be back in studio there giving us the only highlight show that you can get for the XFL at ESPN. Really proud of the work that we're doing there. In the meantime, we got a Woj bomb. Uh, this just in from Adrian Wojnarowski. I will read it verbatim. There's an increasing optimism that Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James could return to play, quote, a few games In the final week of the regular season, sources tell ESPN he's been out since suffering a right foot tendon injury on January 26th. So important Woj bomb there as I want to make sure everybody's caught up. We will get to it in just a moment, uh, but in the spirit of the XFL that we've been covering so well on this show, want to get a, a little bit of love to one of the players that Harry will be hanging out with this weekend. Again, you can hear him Monday night for the big game defenders against Houston. And Dave, uh, Davin Bellamy joins us now. Davin, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. You guys are undefeated. What's been the magic for your special sauce so far this year? Uh, to be honest with you, man, it's, uh, you know, not, not to sound cliche or anything, but there's no magic sauce. It's just preparation and hard work and having attention to detail, um, you know, week in and week out. And then you let the game, you know, take care of itself, just knowing that you've really outprepared your opponent. Now, DB, I ain't gonna let you just be so so mild tone with it. I'm on your sidelines just about every week. Y'all some dogs over there. When I mean some dogs, the way y'all play the game, how physical y'all play the game, but you are right. The way you guys prepare for the game, uh, starting with your head coach, Coach Reggie Barlow, and it trickles down to your defensive coordinator, to your position coaches, to the players. Man, and y'all have fun doing it. I love watching the videos of you guys in the locker room. Talk a little bit about that, man. After y'all get these wins, how much fun y'all able to have? Oh, yeah. Nah. Um, you know, you're absolutely right, man. We love to have fun. Um, this team is very loose, um, but also has a great balance of being, you know, disciplined. You know what I'm saying? Also, like, Coach Barlow, he lets everybody, you know, beat themselves. So guys in here, we're not, you know what I'm saying, like, real uptight. And then you got Greg, who runs a tight ship. Everything is military-based. 
And um, really the key to his success is run fast and hit hard and everything else to take care of itself. So uh, with the guys that we have on that side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball, but I can kind of only speak for, you know what I'm saying, my side of the ball. Um, these guys come out here, like I said, we prepare every week so that we can be fast and free on game days. And, um, you know, after the games, man, you know, we rock out. You know, we rock out. You know what I'm saying? We like to rock out on the field. You know, we rock out even more in the locker room. So I'm excited for Monday. I think it's going to be the biggest game in the XFL this season. You guys are 5-0. and The Houston Roughnecks are 4-1. and Watching them offensively, what do you think the biggest challenge is going to be? Um, you know what I'm saying, man? Uh, honestly, you know, we understand that it is going to be a challenge. Uh, and uh, I never want to sound cliche, but, I mean, we're at the point now um, – to where, you know, if we know that we go out and do what we're supposed to do and we prepare and we cross our T's and dot our I's, it's not a pretty much what they can do. Um, we understand that they're an air raid team and we're definitely going to, um, you know, respect them. But at the end of the day, man, if we go out there and play D.C. Defenders brand of football and especially defense and um, I do my job as getting after quarterback as best as I can, then it's not really what they do. But, you know, we do understand, you know, game plan-wise, there are some similarities between them and Seattle. Um, so we've seen um, certain things before. And um, but it's going to come down to us playing our style of ball. Can't wait to see you, wait, man. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Here's make the real play. question. When oh, you make, I got to tell him. He got to make some plays so I can come over there and holler at yeah, him on the sidelines. That's, that's what I want to let him like, know. If, you, yo, if, if yo, you're making the play, yo. can Harry get in on the celly? Let's go here. Yo, I'm celebrating so much. By the time I get to my man, I know. already time for the next play. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to have to work on this, okay? Like, I just want to yeah, see – I want to see one celebration where Harry Douglas gets in on the dance or gets in on the spin. I know he's dressed to the nines because he's HD. But, like, we got to get him in on the celebration somehow. I just, ain't scared. Just, okay. I ain't scared. Uh, Yo, man, I got to run 40 yards to get that TV time and go rock out in front of them fans real quick. <laughs> by, the time I get to, hey, by the time I get to the sideline, hey, the offense already on the field. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm just saying, now all I want to see is Harry Douglas trying to outrun you to get to that end, to the end of that like in in the full suit with like the the fancy red bottoms just going for it, uh, man. Yo, just meet me at the back of the end zone where the fans be at, and we're gonna take to Jr. Smith. Two threes and we're going to look up. You know what I mean? You know how we do it. Oh, man. David, man, appreciate your time. Best of luck this weekend. Kick butt on Monday night. Uh, Fun watching you play. Have a great run in the XFL. Can't wait to see where it leads next for you. No problem. Appreciate y'all, man. And go dogs. It's Davin Bellamy. He he squeezed in that go dogs because he's Georgia through and through. Uh, we you know didn't have a chance to ask him about that, but uh, you know that's a part of part of life for him. Defenders, defensive end, and again you can watch Harry on that broadcast. I'm gonna be looking now. Boy, I need him to make a play just so I can see Harry get in on that. Well, he's uh, right. I, I like by the time I, I try to get to him. It's time for the offense up, and we gotta <laughs> we gotta talk about. I just want to see like that. Remember Lane Kiffin throwing the 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 clipboard the and clipboard then trying to run down the sideline. I want to see Harry Douglas throw everything and just give that give us that speed, give us that HD. Get right down there, get right in with it. Oh, I need this in my vein. Says the guy that'll be sitting there on my couch eating Cheetos, watching it. All right, one team is checking off a shopping list, another's getting ready to cut down the nets. We'll play in or out next. Fitz or Harry on ESPN Radio. 
Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Jason and Harry hot on. So hot. So hot. And what are they cool on? It's in or out. Are you in or out? On Fitz and Harry. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I got so into the music, I forgot to turn my mic on. I own that. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Going to play a little game here, in or out. So, the guys will give us a, a concept, an idea, a statement, and then, Harry, we will decide if we are in, we agree, or we are out. It's blasphemy! Are you ready for this, HD? Let's do it! All right, uh, Evan, you, you're going to walk us through these in or outs? Let's, I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah, let's go. Trading Zion Williamson fits you in or out on that concept. I am I am in on the concept of trading Zion Williamson, and I think for a, a smart point that was made this morning on TV is that he has an NFL-type contract. The last three years aren't really guaranteed. So there's an opportunity for whoever trades for him to see if they can get a better start for him, a better uh, better situation around him. Maybe, uh, maybe he just needs to get away from that New Orleans food for a little while and, uh, you know, uh, lean up a little bit. So I think I think Zion getting a fresh start could maybe make the best out of who Zion can be. Still, clearly, Ja was a better draft pick, but I'm in on trading uh, Zion. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm in on this as well. I think he does need a fresh start somewhere else. There were also rumblings before he got that that, that contract that you know he potentially want to not be in New Orleans. So go ahead and give him a fresh start somewhere else, and let's see if he can remain healthy on whatever team trades trades for him. By the way, I'm out on beignets. That, Wildly overrated. That was my follow-up uh, okay. question. All right, so please. <laughs> they're overrated. Leave the show. Leave don't the show. They're, they're tiny, weird donut bites. With powdered sugar. Like, how can you be out? Uh, the, yeah, well, like it's, it's because really, really good. A, they're warm. I don't like my desserts warm. B, anything beignets can do, just a regular donut hole does better. What, like a, what cake a coincidence. Donut, donut. You don't like things warm. Wow, mm. wow, wow. In or out on jambalaya? Gumbo? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, if I had Etouffee? to make it, it, it's okay. Jeez. It's okay. So you're just out on New Orleans. I, I will say this. I'm not out on New Orleans, but when people are like, oh, my God, you have to go to New Orleans. I'm like, why? It's fine. Well, I love you know, New Orleans. Harry, you want to go to New Orleans? In or only two things great about me. New Orleans. Uh, you know, the food and their women. My, my wife is Cajun, so, you know. You okay, go. now that, now that I, if, if, we, if that's the reason we're going to New Orleans, <laughs> I'm in. I didn't know that was part of the option here. All right. Uh, what do you got next for us, Evan? Suns can tread water long enough for KD to get healthy. You guys in or out on that? And this one's tough, AC, because when you look at the standings, we talked about it coming in. The Suns were going to have to at least maintain without uh, – and, and seeding was going to matter, right? Well, they've managed to hold on to the four seed, but they only have half a game lead over the Clippers for the four seed. They're only up a game over the Warriors. I, mm, I'm nervous. I think they can. I'm in, I think, but I'm nervous. I'm going to go out. Okay. I'm going to go out. This team is 1-5 in their last six games, and yeah. it's not like they're playing – some cupcakes at the end of the season. They have Denver twice. Oh my God! Um, they got the Seventy Sixers, the the yeah, Kings. They got oh. the Sixers. They got they got teams that are fighting. They got the Sacramento Kings. So it's uh, so I'm gonna go out. Yeah, I'm, I'm go out. out. I'm out. I changed my mind. I'm out. Harry talked me into it. I'm out. 
In or out on these Lakers that we've seen recently being a threat in the playoffs, Harry? In or out? Well, first of all, I'm going to go out, but only because can they make the playoffs first? I can't just say in, and we don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. They have to get there. And also, LeBron James has to be healthy as well, leading the charge for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I'm... I'm out on them making noise. It just feels like there's been too many things. The easy stance on this is out because it would take everything breaking the opposite way to make it in, and I just I can't get there. Too, too many variables. I'm out. All right, it looks like David Tepper is going to be the person who makes the selection for the Carolina Panthers at number one overall. Harry, in or out on owners making the picks in the NFL draft? I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in, especially in this situation, because the quarterback position the last few years for the Carolina Panthers. Now, one thing I do love about what David Tepper is doing is that he's doing all his due diligence. He's at going to all of these pro days. He's going to gather all the information. And from what we heard from Frank Wright, it sounds like David Tepper has been in on these meetings, giving his input as well, too, when it comes to the offensive side of the ball in the quarterback position. So I'm going to go in. I'm also going to go in for a different reason, slight different reason. It sets expectations to everybody in the room. So if the pick's just awful, at least the GM and the owner can look at Tepper and say, hey, man, this is your fault, right? Like, So having some ownership in the organization and understanding from day one that you were making the pick you were told to make, I, I think it actually, yeah, I like that. I'm, 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 I'm in on it, I think. Jeff Darlington said, oh, yeah, when asked if OBJ to the Jets was still a possibility. You guys in or out? On OBJ to the Jets at this point, Harry? I'm I'm in on this one. I'm in on this one because I think it'll make that offense that much dangerous. Uh, uh, Something they wasn't last year from the quarterback position. But you talk about three new guys coming into that wide receiver group and then a new quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So I'm all in on this. Yeah, I think I'm in on this one too. I think it makes sense. Like now that you've you've gone down this path, like this is what you're gonna do. Odell Beckham Jr. certainly showed he can contribute. He can't stay healthy, so I wouldn't rely on him to do that. But he certainly was a contributing portion of how they uh, how they how the Rams went on a Super Bowl run. So yeah, I'm in. You want one more quick one? Yeah. So Michigan State tonight uh, at MSG in the Sweet 16. In or out on Michigan State getting back to the final four, Fitz? You'll be there. Uh, in because my best shot to get tickets to the Elite Eight on Saturday would be if, if they're there, so I need this to happen so I can continue to go since Harry didn't get me tickets. Yeah, I'm going to go in on this one, too. As long as they have Tyson Walker and Hauser, those two guys, I think they have a chance. Oh, look at that. All right, speaking of OBJ to the Jets, when will it happen and what does it mean? We'll break it down next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 